Greetings, and welcome to episode 10 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things that they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we talk about single-player games and the disturbing lack of co-op experiences. More co-op, please. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. Today's episode, single-player versus co-op versus MMO, who will be king? I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me, laughing as always, is uh, Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? Hey, not much, man. How's it going? I'm fantastic, actually. It has been a uh, whirlwind of a month for me. I have been working 50 to 60 hour work weeks, and I'm just now coming to a point where I am uh, working probably 40 hours because I had Monday off and I had Friday partially off. It's really strange. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good, especially now that it seems like uh, we actually have the podcast in a state where it's kind of on cruise control now. Uh, we have episodes coming out pretty regularly. We have a queue now of finished episodes that are just scheduled out. Our our two week plan is is going pretty well. Editing's going pretty good. You edited an episode and it seemed to go pretty well. Yeah, hit up uh, episode five. Yeah, it which just released this past Monday, which will totally date this episode. But you know, but yeah, well, <laughs> but it's good. It's it can get an episode done within a week now, uh, pretty comfortably. Yeah, I mean, and, not not having any problems with the editing. I think it took me, I think about a grand total of four hours to actually edit episode five. Yeah, but we're also getting better, so it requires less editing, which is you know also nice. <laughs> true, true. Granted, you're getting better. I've only edited one. Yes. Well, no, no. I'm saying we when we're recording are getting better uh, so there's less stuff to edit out because we're not fumbling for words and saying stupid shit that needs to be edited out quite as much we say stupid shit that needs to be edited out anyway it's just a matter that we're saying it less yes that's what i'm saying like for example that'll be edited out no well <laughs> <laughs> perfect or it will become a stinger well that's true that's true since it's been a while since we've done this what have you been playing lately? Uh, I have been fortunate enough to have a, a friend of ours, uh, Drew of Hops and Heroes. He is also extremely interested in Dark Souls, and we played through the first Dark Souls together, and we're starting to play through the second Dark Souls. And I got to tell you, it's one of the most entertaining experiences I've ever had. Playing playing those games with a friend is honestly super rewarding because you can sit there, you talk on Skype, you can share uh, strategies. It's just it's one of the most intense games you'll ever play and the defeating a boss or defeating an invader is just damn it's fun and did you you guys actually beat the first game yeah we finished it uh just this past weekend so that would be the first time drew has beaten the original dark souls no actually it's his second time defeating oh. it I, it's my first time beating the first dark souls oh, okay. i know he because i've been listening to their podcast and it's pretty entertaining uh he had commented that he had never beaten it and was just masochistic and kept going back to it and just couldn't get through it. So no, that's it, good I, that I guess he finally conquered it. I might have forgotten that part of an episode if he said it recently. He, he may have, but I know that uh, like a 
few months ago, I remember he mentioned that he had beaten it, that, that because of that masochism, because he kept going back is why he actually finally beat it. And uh, I had never beaten it because, uh, see, there's a dichotomy between Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2. In Dark Souls, you don't get the ability to teleport between bonfires, which are your save points, stuff like that, until about two-thirds of the way through the game. However, with Dark Souls 2, which I've come very close to beating but never actually beat it, you get that ability immediately. I've also been playing um, the new Fire Emblem, uh, Fates. Uh, currently, I'm wor- wor- working through Awakening, and it's an excellent game. Highly recommend it. I, I could talk for hours on it, but I'll-, I'll save that for a different episode. Nice. I've had a bit- pretty crazy playlist lately. Fire away. I played through, just marathoned in like almost consecutive nights, the game... Life is strange. That that crazy. Oh game. yeah, it's it's the episodic one where you're playing as a person who can rewind time. Yes, yes, and it's it's a really cool adventure game. Some of the dialogue is a little weird, which is what people mostly complain about because it is a French studio writing American teenage kids in high school in like the middle of fucking nowhere, Washington State. I mean, when you take that into account, I don't know if I could. I would find the dialogue very weird. I'd probably just have a little chuckle at it. Yeah, some of it seems like a, like some pretty interesting touches. Like the dream of a couple of these girls is to escape to California from the you know middle of nowhere, Washington, to go to L.A. So that character says the word "hella" a lot, which is like totally a Bay Area. Like yeah. 10 years ago slang, basically. Yeah, 10 years uh, ago. And, and so it's funny that, you know, like that makes sense because she would adopt that lingo because she's trying to be Bay Area, like that absolutely California, makes sense. And, and it's just behind the times because she doesn't know, she doesn't live there. It's uh, it's similar to, to Canada adopting our particular slang and vernacular, but they're like 10 years behind because... Of that or, particular distance, or Japan. Japan yeah. does the same stuff too. Like it's really funny looking at Japan because their fashion trends are about ten or fifteen years behind the U.S. in their pop culture, which is kind of hilariously crazy. Oh yeah, like they just went through punk rock within like the past five or six years. I think like they like a big, big like '80s punk phase. Like it's pretty funny. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I haven't been keeping up with the trends over in Japan, so I'll have to just. Take your word for that. Yeah. So yeah, Life with Strange was actually really, really good. I I enjoyed it. Uh, really, really crazy story. Really fantastic music in that game. Like the soundtrack is really great. It's all like crazy indie rock from like if you, imagine like a like a hip hipster teen movie, and that's basically like a teen indie film, and that's basically what the soundtrack is like. But it's all really, really good stuff. It sounds really good. It works with the game really well. It was. Right. It's probably the best soundtrack I've heard in a game, playing through a game, and it's not particularly music. Music I'm, you know, a huge fan of, but it sounds really good and it it fits really well with the gameplay. And fair enough. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Are, are, are we talking kind of like uh, the Gone Home soundtrack? I don't remember enough of the Gone Home soundtrack to to comment. I, I might sound. Uh, I, I don't mean to sound offensive, but uh, chick rock is that a a a term? Because uh, that was a really, lot of because it's it's a little more like like kind of Imagine Dragons kind of stuff like it's, okay. it's indie okay. rock like it is it's what you think of if if you listen to a college radio station this is the shit you would hear okay that's fair but um, the, the 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 reason I mentioned Chick Rock was because there's a lot of a lot of uh, bands with female vocalists and a lot in fact there is a couple of all girl groups in Gone Home 
if I recall, if I remember correctly from their soundtrack. Yeah, it's mostly all over the place. It's mostly male vocalists, though. And uh, okay, but it, but I think it's actually all real music, and you could actually go put together the soundtrack if they don't have one available. And if they do have one available, I need to go buy it because I would totally. be surprised if they did. To be honest with you. Um, and then two other weird games I've been playing lately. One of which will come up later in the podcast tonight because it's part of one of our topics. But the first one, which is really weird and I I find kind of hilarious, uh, I picked up American Truck Simulator, which is the most recent version of the Euro Truck Simulator series, and it's it cracks me up. It is just so some story behind why I picked it up. Like you're laughing at me, so I, I'm laughing because I didn't think you were genuinely serious when you said you were going to pick it up, and I, and oh, when okay. I saw you playing it, I just kind of lost it. I sat here for a good solid five minutes, laughing my head off because I picture a picture you sitting there in your chair, hunched over with a steering wheel, kind of like trying to. Get oh, I was using a joystick, off. and uh, originally I, I was using a joystick, and I was using the uh, the twist, the Z rotation of the joystick as a steering wheel. Because it was it was the closest thing I could get to a steering wheel that I already owned. I have since switched to using a Xbox controller, or well, the Razer version of an Xbox controller, and okay. uh, just use the basically just sit there with a the controller and chill. But the reason I did this is because I have a lot of podcasts that I listen to, and since I don't have a commute to work anymore, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I I I don't have any time to just you know crank them out during the day like i spend a lot of time watching shit on youtube during the sure, day when i'm sure. taking care of my daughter and uh so this was an opportunity to just have some time where i could just sit like while she's taking a nap or something and just play a game and drive around and listen to podcasts which is hilarious because apparently a lot of people use that game for this specific reason i, I think uh, yahtzee mentioned that he was yes. one who just sat there and just decompressed and just yeah, Yahtzee, Yahtzee was one of the ones I found out that plays this game. Uh, they play. He plays Euro Trucker though because he's from England. So he, right. but he actually has on his YouTube personal YouTube channel has a Let's Play of Euro Trucker where he shows off his like level thirty trucker, and that's that's what cracks me up about this uh, is that it's literally an a driving RPG. Like you it's... start off at level one. And you you are renting a truck, so you're like this newbie borrowing a truck from people, and then eventually you you level up and you can you have skills that you can put stuff in like like to drive longer distances without getting tired, uh, better fuel economy because you drive better, like hazmat certification. There's like all of these cool little skills you can put shit in. It's hilarious, and then and then yeah, you just drive like and it's. It, it's a scaled version of what it is, which the American trucker version right now is Nevada and California. And right now they're working on a DLC for Arizona, I think. And if you would purchase the game right now, you get Arizona whenever it comes out for free. That's but thoroughly entertaining. But yes, but the idea is that I just sit around and, and put a podcast on and uh, just drive around playing it an rp a driving rpg and I, i'm not very far i might be level six now i i've i've been slacking off a bit because of the well, other game i've been playing recently about to say in fairness you've been playing something else that that uh, is thoroughly entertaining to me it's just the experiences that you've had please relate <laughs> so i've been playing elite dangerous which is very similar to american trucker game because it's basically a lot of people make fun of it for being space trucking 
Like, because <laughs> a lot of it is you deliver you deliver shit from point A to point B, and you know your fetch quest. But you're you're flying around in a spaceship, and it's kind of funny because I have been a huge fan of space sims for a while, probably since uh, Descent Free Space, which I was Descent. so Descent, the original Descent games. I think there were three of them. Yep. Um, they were basically a th completely three-dimensional first-person shooter like they you, there was no gravity and the the levels were but they were still corridor shooting but you you flew around in them and you could move completely in 3d unlike a normal first-person shooter so it made them made them kind of unique uh descent free space was a departure from that and they decided to make like basically a big space opera where you fly around in ships and get in big battles with, I mean, they, they had capital ships and a bunch of bombers and other ships flying around and they're really fun. Like, and they were really, really good games. And me and my friends played through both of those games multiple times. And amusingly, we mostly one of my friends, but I, I helped him out with it. He did most of the, the brute work. I did a lot of the testing and, and helped out with some of it, but he converted free space one's missions for the free space two engine because you could play multiplayer in free space two nice and so we basically converted over the original free space campaign to be able to be played co-op in free space two man we're already getting to the topic what are you doing to me <laughs> <laughs> kind of but but yeah, it was it was one of those things because we we talked to Volition was who made Free Space Descent Free Space, and it was you know my introduction to Volition, who makes Saints Row. That yeah, that kind of I, <laughs> my brain just took a shit there for a minute because you mentioned but, Volition. I'm like, is is it the same Volition that made Saints Row? Yes, it is the same Volition that made Saints Row. Okay, um, but I highly recommend picking up Free Space too. I'm pretty sure you can pick it up for like five bucks. On, I'm sure uh, it's on Steam. On 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 a sale somewhere because it's it's a pretty old game at this point in time, sure. Uh, but it's it's really cool. It, it it has a lot of fun stuff. But it it started my love of space sims because I'd never really had much fun with Wing Commander. They were okay, but they were not fun for me for the most part. Um, and I will probably get a lot of hate for that. But Elite Dangerous is kind of interesting because it is it gets a lot of flack for being way too open world sandbox because like literally you just get dropped into the game and are like here's a thousand bucks have fun and it Here doesn't you tell you anything to do like and there's so much shit to do in the game like i mean there's there's piracy there's mining there's smuggling there's bounty hunting assassination stuff like i mean there's tons of stuff to do in the game but it gives you zero direction especially here you go good fucking luck yes it's here you go try not to die uh um, and so it's been kind of fun because lately what I've been doing with my podcasting listening time is throw in a podcast and fire up Elite Dangerous and fly around and listen to stuff and do some space trucking. Sure, sure. Sounds like a whole lot of fun. All right. Did you remember what we... Uh... Get a little bit of cleanup, uh, previous cleanup. Um, I want to save a lot of this for an episode, but I remember that we got a tweet, our first tweet. Uh, from a listener, Ben Carruth. Trying to pull it up now. I don't remember what he had mentioned. I believe he said what what uh, he had asked us what we thought of the treatment that Capcom gave of Mega Man Legends 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. We <sighs> kind of half-ass answered him on Twitter, but... I, I'd rather answer him fully, because uh, I 
thanks Ben for tweeting us. But uh, my current opinion is that they completely shit the bed on Mega Man Legends Three. Like, like it was just like a giant middle finger to any fan of the Mega Man Legends franchise. And I'm a huge fan. Like, I I loved Mega Man Legends when I first played it. It was Mega Man sixty four, and um, I, I I just it, I thought it was an extremely faithful port of legends because i had no idea that legends existed like i had just picked up my 64 i was like all right this is cool Mega Man legends hell yeah this is a first 3d game I'm, I'm i'm sold it was awesome and just a blast from my childhood really what did you think um i do not follow Mega Man very much uh it's sure. i've only played random installments from it uh but it did remind me of something i have quasi followed a little bit which was Mighty Number no. Nine, which was a Kickstarter that yep. was immensely popular for a while ago, because the basis behind it is it was the original Mega Man guys making a new Mega Man game. It, it was it's essentially a, a recreation of the Mega Man franchise, but not Mega but Man. But it's not Mega Man. Yes. Yeah. It can't be because Capcom still owns the uh, rights to it. Correct. But it is Koji Imeda. It is the original Mega Man crew. Yep. And it's it's basically totally a fan service game, but it still isn't out yet. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it was it was funded in 2013, September of 2013, and it was supposed to most recently come out in February, but it has been delayed again to second quarter 2016. So yeah. sometime at the beginning of summer, probably, maybe uh, if if it doesn't get pushed back again, which it very well might. I know if they our... made like a big apology, but yeah, it's it's interesting to compare the two. It's like if you know how Capcom is handling Mega Man and how the original creators are handling the spirit of Mega Man, for yep. lack of a better term. It, it really is. It's a spiritual successor to Mega Man. Uh, I will say one thing though. I'm sorry, Tyler. I think we upset you by talking about Mighty Number no. Nine because I know you were excited about that. <laughs> well, no, I mean but... it's a lot of people are excited about it, and I oh, absolutely I. I wholeheartedly understand the excitement uh, oh it's 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 a fever pitch of excitement and i can't if it once it comes out everything will stop for a while <laughs> yes like and i totally understand this for a couple of different reasons because shadow run returns i was the exact same way like holy shit holy shit holy Absolutely. shit and Absolutely. it was also really funny because before that like a month before that kickstarter launched i was like man i really wish they would make another like shadow run nes game and then boom a month later it was like right after double fine i was like man i wish they would make a shadow run game and then boom it yep. happened it was oh it's so amazing and then the yep. other one is that the road rash guys yeah have been, had one and the alpha is really fun it's really just absolutely crazy uh but it looks I, fantastic I can't, I can't wait for them to finish that game and i really want to I've actually been thinking about this recently that I want to go back and play through all Road Rush th- of the one, Road three, Rush three. games and the PlayStation uh, version and Jailbreak and all all of them all of them because yeah. I have not beaten most of them because I would just play them for a while and then kind of whatever but yeah. I, I remember Dave of Tadpog fame mentioning that particular item and ha- being super excited about it um Ben I hope we answered your question uh, if you have further questions or if you did not get that to your satisfaction please tweet us again is there anything else you want to add before we move along a couple of little things sure shoot what the hell are you drinking i'm drinking the we're both enjoying something delicious tonight but totally different things yeah i am drinking my 
honestly my probably my favorite beer of all time the kentucky bourbon barrel ale it is delicious they're not paying me to say that it's just really tasty what about you nice i am drinking something from my favorite brewery of all time um i'm drinking the wirebacher blithering idiot barley wine nice uh, also not paying us no i wish i wish i would i'll endorse them no matter what they're they're literally my favorite brewery in the u.s um and probably the world i i have even drunk their ipas and i hate ipas um yeah but just because i want to be able to say i've had everything everything that, that they've, they've made. made yes yeah. um and they make a double simcoe ipa which is like the most ipa ipa you can possibly drink and it's painful and christmas pine tree air freshener deliciousness and yeah that's that's basically my response um but this is a barley wine it is very fruity it is very delicious it weighs in around 11 percent, and it's a lot of fun this is only uh i don't know if it has the abv on here i want to say it's about six six or seven i'm sure it is i don't know i've had a couple of those it is actually eight points eight point two cool i have one more thing to add uh before we move on to the main topic i got this Um, oh that looks like a yeah that is exactly what this is it is awesome the um if for those not familiar if you have a steam account and got a a spare 50 bucks you can put your steam games on your tv it is awesome it is essentially a uh, little uh, streaming device kind of like a roku plug in the hdmi cable plug in the usb cable plug in the power and you're good to go it's recommended that you plug it in with the ethernet adapter but i have yet to have a problem just streaming it with wi-fi it is awesome uh have you been using that for dark souls or have you been playing at your pc for dark souls when you've been playing both uh i've been actually uh whenever we run late uh like a Sometimes Drew and I start around like a seven thirty eight o'clock, and I'm like, I generally go to bed around ten ten thirty because I get up around six fifteen. But I'll just I'll pop this in my bedroom TV, and it's been super useful for me to just sit there and play Dark Souls until I go to bed. It's great. Nice. nice. That sounds a lot of fun. I have slightly less use for it. Um, I'm sure. Just because like all of my gaming is done up here. Right. Um, right. When I finally eventually build my home theater, I will probably put one in there just because it'd be kind of funny. You know what? I had I honestly didn't feel like I had any use for it either, but it was 50 bucks, man. Yeah, yeah. It's the cost of a game, and you get far more entertainment out of it. Yeah. So I just went with it. I, it that totally makes sense. I just I don't have a lot of use for it in this house right now just because sure. I, I never play games down in my living room. and Absolutely makes sense. Because it's a, not a comfy gaming environment. Yeah. I mean my i just lounge in bed or in fact i'll go post up on the couch and play dark souls on the big screen tv yeah sounds fun yeah all right uh any other cleanup wrap up we need to do from previous episodes not from previous episodes i mean there's i guess something kind of interesting that's been going on in the gaming industry what's going on there week that's been a little weird kind of suddenly out of nowhere it seems like microsoft canceled fable legends i think it's fable legends yes um the quasi mmo fable game that was apparently really good or at least was getting a lot of really positive getting a lot of hype a lot of a lot of press and a lot of uh good feedback and then all of a sudden no we're done Uh yeah just not not happening so it got canceled and apparently there's talk that microsoft might be shutting down lionhead there, there was uh, directly on their website. They said the the proposed can the proposed closing of Linehead Studios. I believe was the wording that they used. Yeah. So it's 
it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that if if anything happens with it uh i you know i linehead has made some good stuff uh yeah other than that weird connect game did that ever come out the, I, don't, the, I don't even remember Fable, like connect the weird Fable connect game yeah yeah it came out it was mixed reviews <laughs> I, I, I guess I is, a, is the most probably uh, being polite <laughs> the most kind way to say it is mixed reviews I, I i i gotta say i've got mixed feelings about lion head closing i i've i've never had a deep love of molyneux I, I i understand that he he does have a great mind the problem is that he promises too much and and can't deliver yeah i had a lot of fun playing the beginning of black and white so yeah like black and white was hilarious if you have not played it it was like a weird rts game but you you basically interact with a giant monster and that's like literally almost all you can do as a as the god in the game right and, uh yeah but it was just funny to like smack the ever-loving shit out of the monsters because they misbehave all the damn time so it was similar to dungeon keeper not really like so the idea is like so you have there's a civilization on an island basically right Mm-hmm. and so you get to pick a giant monster so like i think when i played it it was a giant tiger usually is what i would do because it's like the okay. giant tiger looking thing and it would you know bipedal and everything sure uh, and you had a, a like a small number of commands like you could leash them and like drag them to where you wanted them to go but like they would help the civilization so they would like if they needed trees to be removed the monster would go remove the trees and you know help defend the village and all this stuff but like you had this weird balance of like being nice to the monster and being strict to the monster so that it would behave itself. And like, and literally, so you had like one of your little mouse effects was to, to touch the monster. So you could like pet it to tell it it's doing a good job, or you could literally like smack it in the face to tell it to to be bad. And so the, probably the best illustration of this is, at one point I was playing the game and I used the leash to tie my monster to a tree so that I could explore the island and look around to see if there was an opposing faction there because there was supposed to be an opposing faction. So I was trying to figure out where they were coming from. So so I'm looking around the map and all of a sudden it's like, your villager has been eaten. They're asking for your help. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's eating my villager? And I scroll back and the giant tiger is like eating people. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So so I smack the crap out of him and drag him back over and tie him to a tree and go looking again. And then like, you know, a couple of minutes later, like I think their livestock is being eaten. It's like, what the fuck is eating the livestock? It's the giant monster again. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So I smack him a whole bunch. I drag him back over. I tie him back to a tree. And then I sit and watch just to see like what the hell's going on like how are you getting free and he sits there for a minute and he's sitting and he's like looking around and being bored and you know obviously doing these bored idle animations and then eventually he like looks around makes sure no one's looking grabs the tree starts tugging on the tree pulls it out of the ground throws the tree and starts wandering off and i'm like oh you little fucker (laughs) sounds like my cat (laughs) basically but Hmm. yeah so it was just it was a kind of interesting game because it was like just a weird you don't have direct control over the people like you do in a normal rts like you interact with them through a third party that you can manipulate but can't directly control so it is very similar to dungeon keeper it's just a different setting and different format i mean the 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 interaction and the ability to to slap your monsters is is extremely similar to dungeon keeper okay 
Have you played Dungeon Keeper? I played it a long time ago. Um, yeah. Because you have no direct control over anything. You can pick up your monsters, you can move them around, you can drop them in places, and then tell them kind of what you want them to do. Like you can direct, you can't directly control them, but you can give them the direction as to what what you want them to mine, what you want them to build, et cetera, et cetera. They're much more, um, they, they behave better than than your tiger seem to. Yeah. They, um, they, they're easier that, and- to manipulate. That story is from like maybe one of the first two or three levels of black versus white or black and white. Uh, so yeah, it's it, you had like it had like almost no behavioral training at that point in time. It was just, sure, sure. But it's also really cool because there's like big kaiju battles basically in the game because huh. you know, the other civilizations also had their giant monsters that their gods were helping them with. So it was just kind of fun. Well, but like he has some good ideas. So yeah, it is kind of tragic to bring it back around that lion might potentially be going away even though molyneux is off making crazy mobile games where you tap a screen 500 million times to try and get a prize well Um, let's be honest here i mean even if lion closes down i'm I'm sure that molyneux will have other stuff to do work on actual games instead of just this he's he's no longer there he hasn't been no he's Like his well, current game he's working on is Goddess, I think. G. Oh, Goddess. That's what? already been out. That's been an out. That's yeah. on Steam, and it was poorly received, to yeah. say the least. But that was the last thing he finished or was working on that I know of. But yeah, he's he's definitely out there. He's no, he hasn't been a part of Lionhead for several years. That's a shame. I think he he left shortly after the Milo demo tanked thing. Well, it never never went anywhere other than as a connect you know, de- tech demo at conventions, yeah. basically. Hey, folks, Chop here. I just wanted to give you a quick reminder that you still have a couple more weeks to submit names for our mascot over at loadedcartgaming.com slash contest. We have a couple dozen entries so far, so make sure you get yours in for a chance to win. A $25 Steam gift card is at stake. So thanks for listening, and good luck. Again, loadedcartgaming.com slash contest. I think we've exhausted that particular topic. Shall we move on to the main topic? Yes. Let us okay. do this. Single player versus co-op versus MMO. Who will be king? <laughs> Indeed. So, okay. Where do you want to start? Let's start with basically what everyone, I would assume, understands as kind of the default interaction with you in a game. Almost almost every gamer should be familiar with a single player game. Like you've played one sometime in your life, like, or just even if it's like super Mario brothers is a single player game, even though you could play it with two players. Like it was only ever one person playing at a time. Absolutely. It's a, it, it is a single player game. It, almost all games in some capacity are single player games. Sure. Almost. There's, there's a lot of, there's, there's, there's exceptions. Tons of exceptions but, yes. But we're getting to those, but like, most of the big games that you think about that you hear about that are like on the horizon are mostly single player experiences fallout 4 fallout 4 the assassin creed stuff that happens every year like they all have single player experiences (laughs) don't get me started on that please 
Except, <laughs> well, well, they're taking a break for a year, apparently. Like, you know. I don't care. <laughs> Fucking Ubisoft. But as as we talked before, Mighty Number no. Nine is going to be a single player experience. Yep. You know, it's like almost everyone by default includes some kind of single player thing, or fans kind of feel like they are getting chipped. A lot of for the, the most part, yeah. Uh, Battlefront, there was no single player campaign, and people felt yeah. pretty cheated. Uh, Titanfall, they thought was a kind of uh, a, a what? Why is there no single player campaign? And you came up with a surprise one that we were talking about before. Yeah, I, I actually, in kind of researching this and digging around, found out because I haven't bought a Call of Duty game in years. I think Black Ops was the last one I bought. Mm-hmm. And apparently Black Ops 3, which was, I think, the most recent one, has no single-player campaign. Which, which is baffling, really. Well, it is and it isn't, because it takes millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars for them to make their single-player campaigns that have these big epic stories and lots of animation and lots of custom models and blah, 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 blah. And it pro- I would I would imagine it probably cost half as much just to make the multiplayer only version of Call of Duty. Well, sure, you, you're not you're not having to pay voice actors, you're not having to pay modelers for oh. specific things, you're not having to worry about uh, any of these super explosions and all the computer graphics that you need to worry about. It's just you know, build arenas, <laughs> build zombie mode, and have and fun. To be fair to games like Call of Duty, that is the main draw of their game. There are a bunch of people who play the single player campaigns that enjoy the single player storyline, but probably at least 90% of their player base play Call of Duty for multiplayer. And and the single player campaign, since uh, I believe Modern Warfare 1 or 2, was essentially a way to introduce you to the multiplayer campaign. It gave you a tutorial of how to use all the weapons, how to use all the skills, and essentially you were being tutored on how to play multiplayer. Yep. And that's why I think in the same vein, because the the guys who created the studio, who created Titanfall, were the original developers of Call of Duty. Like They kind of saw that when they were working on Titanfall, and they did not make a single-player campaign. They had the kind of my understanding, because again, don't play Call of Duty, so had no desire to play Titanfall. My understanding is that basically there was kind of a really half-assed storyline in the multiplayer that you could play through. <laughs> but basically, yeah, it was just getting you situated in multiplayer and you know, you would just yeah. to get you into the core gameplay, which for them is deathmatch team play. Stuff. Having having played Titanfall extensively. Uh, there is a story, uh, and, and I say that with a question because it's kind of in quotes. Um, there, there's a basic uh, thing where you you will hear the people around you, the 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 people who are directing the campaign against the other side. Mm-hmm. You'll hear them during the battle. Like you'll be playing and you'll hear peripheral things, but it's not something that you focus on. It's not really something that you really listen to. It's just there for noise. Yeah, it's I- background noise. I remember Yahtzee being very uh, hilarious in his review of the campaign in air quotes. Yeah, for, it would, for Titanfall. There's no real campaign for Titanfall, and don't get me wrong, it is still a fun game if you enjoy deathmatch multiplayer, capture the flag, uh, point capture. If you enjoy that type of game, you'll enjoy Titanfall. It is a fun game, but it's a mile long but an inch deep. Nice. Yeah, I, I. 
you hear that a lot about uh stuff like elite dangerous yeah people, people talk to them about being you know like a mile wide but an inch deep like yeah i, I clearly fuck up the, the quote there but no, yes it's, it's the same thing it's you're, you're talking about a large body of water that is very shallow that's that's what matters that that's not to say that single player can't be amazing fallout 4 is a great example of single player being an epic tale fallout 3 fallout new vegas two amazing epic tales so i would say that there are some games that actually like basically need to be single player the best example that i can think of off the top of my head is doom 3 absolutely doom 3 if you have not played it which is a shame please do for the first hour or so of the game is quite possibly one of the most fantastic survival horror games ever like it is the only game that i know of that i have heard multiple people say that they know people who were scared by doom 3 who were not even playing the game mm -hmm. one of my friends her boyfriend was playing it in another room of the house and she could hear it and was creeping her out so much that she had to go ask him to put on headphones nice my roommate in college when i was playing it was playing he was playing poker on his computer next to mine because we had our desk kind of sitting next to each other and i'm sure. playing and i'm and i'm running around and the the reason it's so terrifying and crazy during the first hour or so of the game is because that's when this like space station you're on is going to complete shit so all you hear as you're running around is the radio traffic like you're alone but you hear radio traffic of people like calling for help and being killed over the radio and it is so ridiculously tense that uh it's fantastic but like so this is all going on and people are screaming for help and pleading over the radio for someone to save them and my roommate's playing poker and he just suddenly is like what the fuck are you playing dude what the fuck is that like i'm so fucked up over here like what what are you doing and i'm like sorry dude i'm, I'm playing doom hold on and i like you know i put some headphones on and kind of just went like yeah he he lost like i had i was playing it over speakers and he but he lost it he was just like oh my god man you have to do something because i'm fucking freaked the fuck out and i don't even know what you're doing like yeah I, I, will, so. I will say that um one of my first playthroughs for my show was while playing today don't bother looking i'm kidding uh it, it was <laughs> one of the most tense and terrifying experiences i have ever played and that was amnesia the dark descent it is one of those games that absolutely 100 percent has to be single player because it will lose a lot of the depth and and that that tense fear that doom has that 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 amnesia has that you will lose that if you play with another person like i was playing uh, online and and people were watching and I actually am kind of thankful that I didn't have many viewers because I think if I was able to talk to the viewers, I was able to talk to somebody that it would be a lot less fearful. Yeah. And I, and as I was running through, you know, you play as Daniel, the guy, the guy with amnesia, and you're trying to, there's no way to attack an amnesia. You can't fight. You run, you hide, and hope for the fucking best. And yep. one of the best things about that is the sanity damage. It's it's very much like a uh, Call of Cthulhu thing. You will take sanity damage as you see more and more horrific things. And as you see those horrific things, you got to make sure that Daniel stays sane. It's just one of the most tense and just like I was completely just really, I had no idea what to do as I was walking through. The only thing you could do is the only way out is through. 
So you had to keep going, and it was just the most unnerving experience I've had playing a video game. Yeah, along those same lines, imagine if Alien Isolation was multiplayer. Like I said, there would be a complete loss of any sort of depth of character that you have with that game. You have everything's gone. The atmosphere gone. You really you're not nearly as tense because you're bullshitting with somebody the entire time. You're like, oh god, look at that xenomorph. It's gonna eat my face. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, to a lesser degree, you also have like just styles of games that would not be well multiplayer because oh, that actually. I actually kind of so I was thinking adventure games like adventure games like something like one of the telltale walking dead games or something would be yeah. really weird multiplayer but imagine how crazy one of those games could be if it was multiplayer and you had multiple people like picking des your decisions or something like I don't know like I don't know how you would pull it off but it could be really crazy that would be interesting it'd be like twitch plays uh walking dead or something like that yeah but I like I don't know like the way adventure games currently are, there's no way you would possibly be able to have one multiplayer really. with, with anywhere near the same impact that the game has. Um, you really couldn't have the same impact by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, think of Monkey Island and playing Guybrush Threepwood and someone else rolls up like, I'm Guybrush, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. And like teabagging you when you fail. Yeah, the yeah. Fight. <laughs> it, it, that's... Strolling back to Dark Souls for a moment, uh, <laughs> there is a a, a, a generous um, PvP element to Dark Souls. Uh, if you have, if you're unfamiliar with Dark Souls, there I, I mentioned earlier that I was playing multiplayer with Drew, and you can play cooperatively, but you can also be invaded by people unwittingly. You like you have no control over whether or not someone invades you, and it is one of the most frustrating experiences when you're about to go face a boss that you've been trying to fight for three goddamn hours you've been trying to kill this motherfucker he's been thwarting you time in and time on you just want to strangle somebody and all of a sudden you're invaded by dark spirit zed and you just get ganked <laughs> and you have to go and spend another humanity you've got to come back to being human you got to summon your friend again then you got to go in and try and fight him again and it's all just so fucking frustrating tell us how you really feel i'm like 80 percent sure i just did <laughs> that brings us to the multiplayer aspect of games there's co-op is i mean dan mentioned on the tweet and on the facebook post that co-op is my deep love it is my love affair with gaming i love co-op i am so i i miss the golden age of co-op when you could find it in the most ridiculous places you could find it in almost every first person shooter you found it in doom you found it in shadow war you found it in duke nukem 3d you've got two dukes running around killing all kinds of aliens and it's just one of the most entertaining experiences because you got a friend just rolling around and you have no idea where he is because this was before there were um there was mini maps you know, <laughs> mini maps were there but you didn't see them on the mini map you also did not see any sort of uh, indicator above their heads that they were there it was just chaos is the only way i could say it it, it i still consider it the golden age because everything had co-op in it like you yes. could play a full campaign for co-op now you have to find a game specifically designed for it like borderlands yeah yeah it's uh, some of the some of my favorite game experiences have been co-op um and i think uh, like i'm gonna go out on a limb here and and hypothesize for a minute um sure i want to say that the the disconnect in modern gaming is kind of the friend factor i'm gonna I, i'm just making this term up but like when games had a lot of multiplayer and stuff like that especially split screen multiplayer 
was a lot of times you would play it with your friends when they would come over. Like, because one of my favorite games in the history of ever has three player co op for the Super NES. Oh man, Secret, Secret of Mana. Yeah. Couch co op is the best. Yeah, and and the best way to play that game was chilling with three people or well, two other people and uh playing through Secret of Mana and just kicking ass and taking names. But now I don't think you see that as much because especially in the PC game area it's an like world man. Yeah, it's everyone's playing online. So like and you kind of have the same thing with consoles now is it's for the most part, people seem these days less likely to have a friend over chilling on the couch next to them playing a game as they are your buddies on Xbox Live at his house in his, you know, on his own TV, in his own chair, blah, 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 blah. And I don't know if they just think it's not as an immersive or enjoyable experience playing with someone online as opposed to in person, but it is kind of a shame that it is like few and far between the couch days. co-op is unfortunately pretty dead to a degree actually i have a game that can only be that came out very recently that the only way to play it multiplayer is to is couch co-op and i would really? love to do some some recording with you at some point in time if we're ever in the same place at the same time uh it's called legend of dungeon okay um and it is a so it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up so you think, have my attention think, think like golden axe you've with, got my attention with like 8-bit graphics okay but it's all you know cell shaded and actually sure sure and it is entirely procedurally generated in that vein may i recommend chronicles of mustara oh i i own that game why are we not playing it right now uh because we're recording a podcast but I failed to see a problem here but we do we we really should play through that game um absolutely and, and and if anyone listening wants to join us and play through that game, it is at least four player co op. Four player co op. Um, we got two spots open. So, Send a yeah. tweet at Loaded Cart. Someone can play the cleric and the dwarf. You know you want to. Because <laughs> because no, just do it. But yeah, yeah. Tower of Doom and Shadows of Mistara are both really great games, and that kind of I think is where you really like the birth of co op gaming is the coin-op arcade. Absolutely. X-Men, six-player co-op. Yep. The freaking Simpsons game was four-player yep. co-op, and it was just yep. so majestically silly. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was Absolutely. one of those old-school Absolutely. games that had, you know... Held the Golden Axe Arcade games. Yep. Golden. Oh, man. Like, those, that's where... Can we just end the episode right now and go play? No. Okay. We have more stuff to talk about, Paul. I know. Focus. Focus. I'm focused. I just want to go play now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so these arcade games are probably where the co-op experience like really started mattering in in games because you had kind of the NES is what really started the NES and the Genesis era is where pe- they started really doing arcade ports. I mean, you had arcade knockoffs with the Atari and stuff like that for like sure. Pac-Man and Space Invaders and stuff like that, yeah. but. Double Dragon came in CMT2, on the, the arcade game. Yeah, like all of that stuff came in on the Genesis, not on the Genesis, on the NES and the Sega Master System, uh, which is actually really funny. The port of Double Dragon, even though all of the graphics were changed, the Sega Master System port of Double Dragon is actually more authentic to the arcade than the Super and the uh, Nintendo one was. It absolutely kind is. It absolutely uh, is. 
Yeah, like so so that's where they it kind of started. And I really think for the most part, kind of the PlayStation 2 Xbox era slash Dreamcast era is when co-ops started to really die off. Which is a shame because they were finally getting to the point where the technology was there to mimic arcade games enough where you had that arcade experience at home. Yeah. But like I can think the only way I played through the Halo games, because I'm not not a Halo fan at all. So I know Halo Halo and Halo 2 had split screen. I think Halo 3 did. I don't think we ever made it through that. Uh, the Xbox One had some because uh, Gears of War was co-op, had split yeah, screen yeah. co-op. But, but again, it was super dwindling because I don't know how many other games other than like Madden ha- had split screen co-op. Uh, Castle Crushers is uh, yeah. a great game that came out for the Xbox 360 that is and uh ps3 that is absolutely co-op like you, it is a beat-em-up that you jump on the screen you play with your friends it is yep. it is not only is it co-op like in on couch co-op it also has online co-op right. and it's the same for in fact with the the master you mentioned halo the master chief collection just came out that has halo one two three and odst mm-hmm. and they're all online co-op nice which which uh, honestly i bought it i regret my decision because no one has played with me yeah, but couch co-op lately has just it's it is it's, dead. It's it's absolutely dead. It's unfortunate, but it's dead. Yeah, it, it's just interesting to take a look back at stuff and think that like I mean there was like Goldeneye didn't have co-op, but Perfect Dark did, um, which is really strange. Yeah, well, it's because there can't be you know there's not more than one James Bond. Come on, dude. Yeah. What what I what I found really entertaining about uh, Perfect Dark, and this was brought to my attention from Tyler and Dave when they were playing for their episode of perfect dark you could play as joanna dark and one of the minions on the other side so i i found it really entertaining because they they, they really did a story where dave was just like um i'm just gonna shoot everybody around you around me and you just can go so he shot all of the minions around him and, and tyler just went and completed the objectives nice uh i feel like that would be one of the easiest ways to win the game quite honestly it's just it's weird that like co-op doesn't get as much love as it does i mean it's yeah it's a little harder to to develop because you have to you have to basically include multiplayer and single player in the same experience uh and you know you're you have to make the story or whatever fit both like it has to be but you don't that's the whole thing yeah They've done it before where you didn't have to do that. They put Shadow Warrior. There's two low wangs walking around. That's it. You suspend disbelief of the fact that there's two low wangs. You, you, Duke Nukem. There's two Dukes walking around. You could play up to four, four people in the co-op campaign. The Probably the best modern example I can think of for co-op versus single player is probably Portal 2. Yes. Where you have a really, really good immersive single player game and then you have literally an entirely different immersive multiplayer game yeah borderlands is probably the last bastion of co-op played for lack of a better term like it is the single player game you're playing co-op and it's kind of i don't know to to the detriment of borderlands sometimes you have to replay stuff to grind up the levels to be able to to actually survive to, to I, I will say that at least it's the last bastion for first person shooter co-op correct because there's Diablo 3, there's the, um, oh gosh, what is that game series? 
Torchlight yeah, from the creators like, of the original Diablo. The Torchlight series was uh, another bastion of co-op. There's there's a bunch out there. It's just a matter of finding those little diamonds in the rough because right. there's a whole mess of shit you gotta sort through. I will say Hammer Watch is a lot of fun though, which was similar to the the game that you mentioned earlier. It is four player co-op with uh, NES slash SNES graphics, and you're rolling through. It's it's not uh, procedurally generated, I don't right. think, but it is certainly a gauntlet esque game. Yeah, yeah, it's that sounds sounds fun too. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I played with uh, Dave actually. There is like a very very tiny niche of games that are kind of interesting because they are specifically designed as co-op experiences that you can also play single player if you want. And yes. The best example that comes to mind is the Army of 2 franchise. And it is fantastic. I mean, it is the most bro-heavy game that I've ever played. You fist bump to celebrate a kill, which is just absolutely ludicrous, but so much fun at the same time. Have you played the Army 2 series? No, I have not. Basically because I haven't had someone that I thought I could enjoy the game with. So, But apparently... You are thumb upping me, so you're saying we should totally rock out on this game. At we some point. really should. It is so much fun. I played through the first Army Two with myself and the NPC, uh, and, and it was clunky but doable. It's right. very much like Resident Evil Five. I, I've heard that it is really uh, difficult when you're playing single player, just because the AI. Yeah. It is 100% built is to be a co-op game, full of derp, basically. It, it's 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 just every complaint you've had you've heard about Resident Evil 5 and Sheva being a fucking moron apply that to Army of 2 and it is very very similar no don't get me wrong Army of 2 is a fantastic game and I play that over Resident Evil 5 any day of the week because of how fun the game the combat is because of how fun the game itself is I, I just I never had anybody to play with so I just kind of I went through the campaign it was a lot of fun I, I still have it over on the shelf over there I kind of want to fire it up right now Mostly I want to play Chronicles of a Star, but you won't let me. Anyway, Army 2 series was a lot of fun, but Resident Evil 5 and 6 are both designed to be co-op games as well because you have the partner system. Right, and you can basically switch back and forth, but... Absolutely. But it's yeah. it's it's it doesn't work. It doesn't work nearly as well. Uh, don't get me... I, I played and beat both 5 and 6 solo, mm -hmm. but it was a lot less fun than it could have been. Kind of another niche genre of games that has co-op and it's kind of not really built for co-op but kind of has you know co-op written all over it all the lego games hmm. the just like that oh, that wow. kind of casual beat em up family friendly i don't know but i think that the what is the hell is the name of that spyro spinoff that uh has all the stupid toys and the disney oh, infinity oh yeah games. oh gosh I know exactly what you're talking about, but it, it's it's a very similar Disney Infinity. Yeah. Skylanders. Skylanders, yeah, that's it spun off of the Spyro games for PlayStation. Yeah, and then they're and then Disney Infinity copied it because they're like, holy crap, these guys are making a shitload of money. We totally Not only they copy it, they made it better and are making far more money than Skylanders ever did. Yeah, except their building tools are horrible, like Agreed. an atrocity to man, apparently. But yeah, so it's. Like those games, if they aren't co-op, someone needs to be shot. 
Like that's right? that is totally a my I need to be able to I need to be able to I need to be able to sit down with my kid and play this game. Absolutely. Or you're you're wrong. Like just you're wrong. There's one last subset that we haven't really touched on, but uh couch co-op is still alive in party games. Uh stuff like Mario Party, the Jackbox game, Smash Brothers, that's still very much alive. But it's I well, Smash Brothers isn't really couch co-op so much as it's just, you know, couch games. Couch, where did the last six hours go? Uh Couch, I'm no longer your friend because you killed me for the 50th time. Couch friendship enders, I guess. <laughs> Couch, why are you mad? I just choke slammed you off the board with Gandalf or Ganondorf. Come on. Man. Uh, the, I, I get I, that actually be uh, Mario Kart would be the couch relationship ender. <laughs> uh, but the, like the Jackbox, like you don't know Jack, uh, the, the, all of the party games that are specifically designed to play with your friends, uh, the, 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 the the drawing game, uh, I don't remember what, what, which one it's called, but I, I, I play all these whenever I get together. My buddy's over at uh, my, my friend Ryan's house. All kinds of party games are specifically meant to play with people. Lots of fun, but it, it's it, there's not much depth to it at all. It's not even a mile wide. It's just it's you have a party game. You designed a game specifically made to play together. And, and to be fair, some party games are fantastic, like... Oh, Mar- Mario Party drinking games are some of the most fun you can p- ever have with a group of friends. I just, I just put that out there. Like, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I haven't played any of the drinking game portions of uh, it. Very, very simple rules. Like, it, I mean, you can totally just make them up on the fly. But it's basically like you land on a red square, you take a drink. You lose a mini game, you take a drink. <laughs> you know, someone gets a star, everyone else takes a drink. You know, just like the, you know. It's a drinking game. You just you come up with excuses to drink, and like everyone's sure. drinking because sh- crazy shit happens all the time in Mario Party right, games. Right. All right, they're fun, but yes, be an all adult right. when you do that. Sure, sure. Yeah, be <laughs> be at least of age to consume beverages of questionable nature, or uh, we we can't be held responsible for the consequences of that. Yes. Uh, there's one more section that we haven't covered, and that's MMOs. You yes. know I'm not a fan of MMOs anymore. I haven't yes. played an MMO that I've liked in a very long time. It's not to say they're not good. It's just not my cup of tea. And at first glance, it might seem really weird that we include MMOs with these other two categories and in this topic. The, the but, trouble is that we kind of have to. Yes, but I think for modern games, the MMO is the evolution of co-op. Like we don't have just you can sit down with one or like one or two friends and play a game. Now it's you can play your game in this giant server with a whole shit ton of other people. And if you hook up with your friends, that's cool, but you don't need to. Right. And I think you can really see this a lot lately in the way a lot of MMOs handle their leveling and questing systems. Like for the most part, almost every game that you play now you can level from level one all the way up until end game by yourself absolutely no problem you might miss out on a quest or two like if there are quests that require a party and you refuse to party up you might miss out on those like i can think of a few of those uh in world of warcraft where like some of the quests and the quest chains end in a dungeon and if you just refuse to do a dungeon you just you don't do that quest or 
in Star Wars, uh, Knights or not Knights of the, the Old Republic. Republic. Yeah, the Old Republic. You have quests that'll be like heroic and just require two or three people to do because otherwise you just are going to get murdered by basically elite troopers. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you can you can play the entire game, enjoy the entire experience up to max level by yourself. Absolutely. Or you can join up with a friend who plays and just have fun. There's the two of you or three of you or whatever. And it kind of tries to maintain all of the co-op close-knitness and friendship crap by like the small dungeons where it's just a five-man or in some games it's a three-man rate, you know, instance or whatever. Like just kind of maintaining the, this is just going to be me and a couple of friends and we can play. Or it might be you and several strangers and you just play. Oh, don't do that to me. Yes. Um, the only time it gets a little weird, and you you really don't see this much anymore at all. In fact, I can, from my gaming experience with MMOs, I can only think of one game that kind of violates this, is that there are some games that basically force you to play as a team. And the only one I can really think of is Final Fantasy XI, which about after yeah. level, level 11 or 12, you can't play further without a group. You have to have a group. Like you yep. just you have to. Like there is no way you will you will get the experience. All of the monsters will just murder you if you're by yourself. It frustrated the hell out of me because I really enjoyed the game, but I had no one to play with. I didn't know yeah. anyone who played Final Fantasy Eleven. So I, I was just kind of up shit's creek and I didn't yeah. everybody on the server was Japanese. They were, yeah. they were and, throwing kanji at me, and I just like, I don't know what you're saying. I'm sorry. And it would be weird because you would log on, and you'd like throw up a flag being like, hey, I'm looking for a party. And people would use the matchmaking system. And like you could literally sign on and wait two hours and not get a party, and then just be like, yep, at this point, it's not worth my time to play anymore, and just log off. And just and, cancel your account. Yeah, and then Because it's not worth playing. Eventually, you just get mad because you can never find a group. But that's the last game I can think of that did that. Like, I don't, I don't know of any that that do that anymore. In fact, most of them these days like rebel against that almost. Like really Guild, Guild Wars Two is probably the, the one that I can think of for that because like you have these these big area quests that you basically you go into you go from like zone to zone and everything is fluid. So like if you're fighting something or you're in an area that requires a quest that has five people, it will just take all of the people who are in the area and kind of like put them in a group together, theoretically, like mm -hmm. unofficially in a group. And, you know, yeah, you just, you just play with all the people that are just running around anyway and, and win or don't win or whatever the case may be. Now, a lot of games, I, I want to kind of, I, I know it seems like an abrupt change of topic, but it's not really a change of topic. It's still MMOs. It's the, the biggest issues that I've seen are some of them, they kind of destroy immersiveness into a game. Elder Scrolls Online does this famously because the Elder Scrolls games have typically been, you are the chosen one. You are the hero. You are the big, you're the dragonborn. You're the one who's going to save the planet and destroy the beast of burden or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. You are the person who is going to save this world. The problem that I find with Elder Scrolls Online is that when everyone's special, no one is. Right. Because everyone is the, the hero of this particular planet, and it just doesn't work. Yes. Not everyone can be the Nereverine, <laughs> to, to quote Morrowind. Yeah, it, it, it just it doesn't work. Yeah. It, it just It's not possible. The, yeah, the only 
the only game that I've seen that has gotten around this is Diablo three, uh, Diablo three, well Diablo the Diablo series because you're the Nephilim, you are one of the people who is born of both angel and human. So you're the bridge between worlds. You are able to do that, and because of that, you can see more than one angel. You know, getting the whole higgledy piggledy on with a human and another being born. That's you can you can absolutely chew on that. That's not a problem to see. Yeah. I don't know. That, that that always bothered me about ESO is that everybody's special. So that's yeah, the status and, quo now. And and that's going back to kind of our when we were talking about single player games and games that you know need to be single player and need to be focused like that. Uh most of the Elder Scrolls games are like that just because like you are the chosen one. Most you know you are in in Morrowind you are the Nereverine and yep. in Skyrim you are the Dragonborn. Yep. That's one of the weird things in Elder Scrolls Online is, you know, you are the one that is supposed to free crazy blind dude from Cold Harbor and everyone who plays the game was that one person. Like it's like it just didn't work. It just yeah, can't it, work. It, I mean, it, granted, that's only a small portion. That is the tutorial level right, right, of the right. game. Yes. That's fine. I get it, that because it, after that, it then opens up. Yeah. And it is a fun game from what i've played of it and i know some people immensely enjoy eso and it's a great game and it's a you know great look at the world of elder scrolls that people love after all of the all of the single player games and you could probably overlook the the weirdness of everyone being the chosen one if you skip the tutorial level yeah, but like that's what I'm saying though. Like once you put enough hours into the game, you kind yeah. of you you can probably totally overlook the fact that you know you and everyone around you is the chosen one. It's never um, mentioned again though. That's the whole thing is that it's really not mentioned ever again after that tutorial level. You're not mentioned as a chosen one, okay. and that's what bothers me is the fact that you're you, oh you're the chosen one. You're the chosen one. Never mentioned again. Nothing. Not a hmm. single mention. No books. No lore. No one saying hey you're the chosen one right. Right. Nope it's mm -hmm. just i don't it's so jarring to go from you are this person to you're just some asshole coming around and helping us out yeah it, it seems like they could have had a better tutorial level at that point then i don't i really don't know once i i did purchase it for xbox one yeah. and i did play it i just always skip the tutorial level and am immediately washed up in whatever city that i end up in whatever with whatever faction i go to yeah so i don't um, know yeah, I I've only played through the tutorial twice, once in beta and uh once in the game like I bought the game on the last Steam sale cuz I think it was half off or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like it was it was super cheap, so it was like I'll I'll play it and putz around cuz I wasn't going to play it based on my experience with the beta. Sure. But it, but if it was like 10 bucks, it would be it was stupid. It was dirt cheap in I think, a sale. Was, I think I want to say it was 20, 20 or 25 something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was it was it was dirt cheap compared to it's regular retail price and i mean it was it, it was a fun game like i had fun doing some of the quests and i was putting together a pirate crew i think the last time i left off or something like that and yeah i mean it was it, it had some good mechanics it had some interesting gameplay combat was fun it's not and, a bad game it's just that it's jarring to play yeah the the, the narrative of you are the chosen one doesn't work very well when everyone is the chosen one it, it rings hollow because right. you feel like it's something something somebody's fucking lying to me right. yeah and i mean that's mmos 
fit in this weird place in in the gaming world right now like they're they are a lot of fun because they are a way to play multiplayer games online with friends and make new friends and it's a social it's a social experience more than a story experience most of the time and that's where MMOs shine i think is in their in their social aspects of gaming and that's why i think it kind of is the evolution of co-op to a degree is because I mean, World of Warcraft is a fun game. It has some fun mechanics or whatever. Sure. But like, what really got fun is when you had friends that you could just randomly run dungeons with. And, it was the know, social aspect you of would it. Raid once a week, and no one outside of RP servers maybe cared about the story going on in the game. It was all about, it was all about just you know having fun with your friends and you know being awesome and kicking ass. Um, Unless you're like my buddy Dan, who is a hardcore lore fanatic. No one gives a shit about the story. And I mean, like I cared some about the story, but for the Uh, most part, yeah, like it's, it's there to facilitate the game, not the reason for the game kind of. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's there as backstory. It's there. If you want to look at it, it's there, but it's not there as the focus. You are the focus, not, not the lore. Right. But I do find it kind of interesting along the same vein that when games are kind of delving into this whole uh mmo thing as their co-op like in place of co-op they do like online multiplayer that almost all of them are resorting to some kind of like rpg system to to make the massively co-op worthwhile or you know make make you come back and play it yep like even like call of duty does it with their leveling system and prestiging and buying equipment and you know blah 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 but yeah there's there's like a huge like system now where just i mean look at look at destiny it is literally an mmo first person shooter and now tom clancy the division that just just came out i i don't consider that a, a an rpg though that is jogging simulator 2016 what the division yeah have you played the division no, I have not. Okay, I, I was I was able to get into the open beta. Obviously, everybody could go in because it's an open beta. But when I played it with my buddy Mike, we were literally just jogging around, going from point to point. You had flurry activity at the points where you were doing the missions, right. and then you jogged to the next mission. Jogged, it's all about jogged, it's jogged. all travel time. It is it is eighty percent travel time, twenty percent shooting. It was not. It, now I've I've heard from a coworker that. It has since changed, and that it has um, they've they've cut down on that. But as what I played of it, it was Jogging Simulator 2016. It was not fun. Most, not really. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I think to close out, there are two games that I want to talk about that are weird when mm-hmm. it comes to these kind of things. The first one is something we alluded to much much earlier in this program, which is Elite Dangerous. And Elite Dangerous is this weird, weird case because it, it is a game that basically would not exist if it were not for Kickstarter, but and it is a space sim. But the interesting thing about it is that it literally has all three of these game types in the it same game and the exact same experience for all three. Mm-hmm. There is what is called solo mode, which is single player. They all require being connected online because of the quests, I think, are generated from a server. Right. Um, but so you have solo play, which is just you by yourself and all AI ships in the game. Then you have a closed game where you basically 
kind of set up a private instance of a server and can invite friends to it and you guys can play as a small group and literally your friends will be in the game and the ai ships will be in the game and that's it sounds like fun i'm in and, and then they have a third type which is called the open game which is literally mmo elite dangerous and Always like fun and it is hundreds hundreds and hundreds of players and ai ships on these servers but the the thing that makes it interesting is that the same character can be used across all three so, so, you could, so you could literally go from single player, port it over to to mm -hmm. an, a closed game, and then a few minutes later go to an open game. Correct. Uh, that sounds and, awesome. And in fact, some of the some of the little workarounds in the game, like if you go to a, a port and you can't find a quest that you want, like a mission that you want to take, you can switch instances on the open server, and it'll there'll be different quests in each instance of that okay. spaceport. So you can try and game the system that way to find the missions you want Interesting. or you can log out of the open server and onto a closed server and and check the missions there or you can log out and go into uh, solo play and find the missions there and then go back to the open server and play the missions huh you can like so people are gaming the system a little bit using the server structures but sure the idea is kind of interesting that it's play elite dangerous how you want to play elite dangerous if you want to play by yourself and just worry about ai uh you can you can do that if you want to deal with other players and ai you can do that or if you just hmm. just want to play with friends you can also do that and it's all the same experience all for the same price and it's a an interesting take on that because i don't offhand know of any other game that has done that in a while the only other one I can think of might be Hellgate London, which is I haven't a, played Hellgate London, which is a throwback for a long time ago because it, oh, it was it was several years ago, and I don't think it exists anymore. Or there might have been, there might be some private hacked servers Server, still in yeah, existence. Yeah. But it I, was I do remember it that. was an online MMO and an off you know a, a like yep. LAN game. You could play both. Yeah, and and then the online version died because the servers died because the company disbanded, I believe. Yes, and but then that was bad because I think it required you to be online even if you were playing solo, and because the servers didn't exist, you couldn't play the game anymore. Yeah, kind of sucked. Kind of reminds me of um, Warhammer End Times Vermintide. Have you played that? Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. I have seen stuff for it. I've heard really good things. It is so much fun. I, I own it. I highly recommend it. It is a lot of fun. It is what I wanted Left 4 Dead to be. Okay. Four players beating the shit out of a bunch of rats. It is that 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 is the most bare bones way I can actually do this. You are it, it is so similar to Left 4 Dead because you're you played Left 4 Dead, right? Right. Uh, for those of you who haven't played Left 4 Dead, you have four characters to choose from. You can go through the missions. Uh, basically each mission has you going through a particular objective in completing the set objective you there, there's it's light on story there's not really much to it it's just a whole bunch of you just beating the shit out of a bunch of rats it is so much fun i cannot recommend it enough nice yeah it's i've i've only heard really good stuff about it that it's basically like one of the very very few games workshop games that actually ends up being surprisingly good 
yeah as opposed to just like yeah this is okay or yeah. this is horrible like it was it's it's one of the home runs of games workshop because they it was like they uh, throw a million pitches and hope 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 something yeah they, 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 they threw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and they hope it sticks it was like warhammer 40,000 dawn of war was great dawn of war 2 sucked balls yeah but yeah so that kind of brings me to the other end of the spectrum of weird cases of of the multiplayer versus single player versus co-op and that's grand theft auto 5 which I'm you play a lot oh yeah and you I are familiar with it online all the time um, i am less familiar with it but because i don't play it much at all sure, uh sure. but one of the things that made this game grand theft auto different from the other ones is the fact that there were three main characters yeah. For those not familiar, if you haven't played any GTA games, starting with uh, the actual, you know, third-person games, which was, I believe, GTA Three. 3 was the first one, you had one main protagonist where you followed their story. Uh, it was thoroughly entertaining. There are a lot of excellent games. GTA 4 was the most recent that came out, which followed um, Nico Bellic. You followed his story. Very immersive, very excellent. And then GTA 5 came out, and you followed three people? What the shit? Yeah, and you could switch between their stories basically at any time, is my yep. understanding. It, absolutely. Um, there, there was now the caveat to that is that certain certain times you, you like when you get to a point where you you, you kind of have to play as one of the main characters. You play as Michael. You play as Trevor, and I can't remember the the black guy's name. Um, wow, that's that's really horrible, Franklin. Uh, so, but the thing is that what you get to a certain progression points where you have to complete certain characters missions before you can progress further in each character's story so the, so there are there are certain points where you have to complete all the missions the story right. missions in order to get in order to get further but one of the things surrounding gta 5 was like prior to its release like there were some hardcore hardcore rumors that there was going to be three-player co-op through the main campaign. campaign it would have been great because you had these three characters and one person would play each character and do it but the game came out and there was nothing yep. there was a future promise of grand theft auto online but there was nothing in the grand theft auto 5 experience for any kind of multiplayer yeah honestly um from all of the speculation and all of the rumors and all of the backlash, Rockstar shit the bed hard yeah. on that. The GTA Online was supposed to be out day one release. Mm -hmm. It was delayed. Uh, it del it got delayed four or five months before you could play GTA Online. And once it came out, it was really fun because you, you had all of your friends on there. You could complete missions. You could do that. The problem is when they started promising heists, which were supposed, to, which is why it was delayed to begin with. Right. GTA Online was heists. Oh my god! You're supposed to be able to go in with your friends and rob a fucking bank. Yep. Delayed over a year and a half. Are the heists out yet? The heists are out. Oh, you, you. You've got you've got five. Uh, well, four heists and a tutorial heist right now. There's supposed to be more coming, but whether or not Rockstar delivers is another story. Not to say that Rockstar didn't do a great job on the heist. The problem is that we had to wait a year and a half in order to get them. Right. And that was a huge, huge debacle. Because that's part of what spawned, I think, the the co-op rumors were the the fact that heists were supposed to be a thing. And people were like, oh, crap, this is going to be awesome. You're going to be able to play all three of the protagonists. Like, 
blah. That was it exactly. But it's funny because like any gaming community out there, the mod community has somewhat come to the rescue. And there is a mod to play Grand Theft Auto V co-op. It's not fully functional yet. There's still some glitching and crashing and weirdness, but it exists thanks to fans. The trouble with it is that the game was not at all written to be a co-op game. The single play excuse me, the single player campaign wasn't written at all to be a co-op game. So you've got a, a very tacked on interface with characters that aren't supposed to be interacting at that time. Yeah, and on, on the same note, I think there's a fan-made mod for co-op in uh, Doom 3, but it is, is, again, it is not... It is incredibly tacked on and not built for it at all. It's still fun. It's still entertaining as shit. But it's not the same game. Like, it's... it's it, it, They would have done... If Grand Theft Auto V had had co-op, I think it probably would have sold even... If if possible, it would have sold even better than it did because it... it sold ridiculously because oh, it sold ridiculously well yeah but i would have bought it e even faster than i did because i waited a couple months for it to come before it came out before i purchased it i would have bought it even faster i would have bought it day one if it had multiplayer right. co-op uh, you know me i am a co-op yeah. fan i love co-op it is my darling i will love it until the end of time and i would have fever pitch boner for grand theft auto 5 had it done that yeah. i, I want to see one more I, I you think we're about about time. Eh? Oh, if you got one more thing to say, let's let's hear. I got one more thing to say about Doom. So it, it's kind of tacked on. I, I will say that the part of the atmosphere of Doom was the thing that you did not have a flashlight attached to any of your weapons. Right. You had a you had the choice between a flashlight in hand or a gun. Mm -hmm. You make that decision, you live with it or die with it, depending on the situation. Now, people came out with the, the duct tape mod. You familiar with the duct tape mod? Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with yeah. the duct tape mod. Yeah, it, it, for those who aren't, it is the... It basically, it literally will... It changes the, the look of your gun to have duct tape your flashlight to your assault rifle or shotgun. It, you, can't, you can't use the pistol, but those two weapons are your main weapons anyway. Now, with the... Edition that came out fairly, I don't remember how recently it came out, but the, the BFG the, edition, BFG edition came out with a duct tape mod bundled into it. And I feel like it completely took away from the atmosphere of Doom. Yeah. Doom 3 was that scary, that tense because of the fact that you could not have any light. It, it was the biggest critical thing said about Doom was the cheesiness of like, you're a future space marine. Yeah. How do you not How have you a, not have a weapon when current soldiers have, you know... It, it, it was very polarizing, but I right. understand why they made that creative yeah. decision. And, and it was a really good atmospheric thing. Like, yeah, you, there was... It was crazy having to choose between whether right. or not you can see something potentially coming at you down a hallway or, or whether or not you can kill you it. You can shoot the thing coming at you down the hallway. Or where it, it is in relation to you, it um, made for an incredibly tense experience. It was there that I understand why they made the design decision. Yeah. It makes absolute sense, and it was funny because when Quake Four came out, they got they made a joke about you know being able to use your light and your gun at the same time in Quake Four because of, yeah because of Doom. Yeah. Uh, but that, and that's that is totally a personal gripe, but absolutely. The, but yeah, I I do think if you 
can play Doom 3 without the duct tape mod, it is worth doing because it is it is an entirely different game just with that little change. Just with that little change. And it's such a minor change, too. Like like two weapons that don't have flight. That's mm-hmm. it. It is an incredibly tense experience, and and we talked about it at length earlier. But it is one of the most thrilling experiences you will have in a game. If you get a chance, also, and you really want to be scared, turn off the lights, turn down, turn up the volume, play with headphones, or, yeah, play with play, headphones on, and in play, the dark, yes, by yourself, yes. That is the most caveat. That the caveat is you have to be by yourself. Play either Amnesia or Doom Three. I guarantee you, you will not sleep that night. <laughs> I don't know if I it'll didn't. be. I don't know if it'll be that bad, but yeah, you. Oh, I didn't sleep will, that night. You will need some time to unwind before you yeah, go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll be, right. you'll be like, why are my shoulders so stiff? Like, right? <laughs> why? Why does my back hurt? I've been leaning forward the entire time trying to figure out where to go. Yeah. All right. So I think that's it for right now. Um, get better if up. you guys have any comments on why you love or hate co-op or the way MMOs are handling co-op these days or the way weird games don't have single player, yeah. uh, you know, feel free to drop us a line. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on Twitter. You can do it at podcast at loadedcardgaming.com. You know, just just reach out. We will be happy yeah. to, to discuss things with you. you know, we uh, love you- talking about this stuff, obviously. Yeah, you can find us at facebook.com slash loadedcartgaming. You can find us on Twitter at loadedcart. Uh, you can find me at Paul Cluel. You can find Dan... Uh, at loadedcart's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that, it'll, it'll work. That's really what he's been defaulting to. If you want to email Dan, you can email him at chop at loadedcartgaming.com. If you want to email me directly, paul at loadedcartgaming.com. Honestly, reach out. I mean, Ben reached out. We clearly in, invite any of these we will happily discuss them in fact if we get enough of them we might even dedicate a special episode just answering questions and and whatnot please reach out we love the feedback yeah and as one last thing now that we are fully live on the podcast on all that good stuff please if you like the show we we would like to ask you to do two things if you know someone who would like the show or be interested in anything we're talking about share it with them and if you could take a couple of minutes to to leave us a review, either on iTunes or Stitcher or YouTube or wherever you happen to be watching us or listening to us, like take a couple of minutes, leave a review, even if it's just to click the number of stars you like, whether it's a five star review or a one star review, we'll be happy to take them all. Like uh, I don't know about the ones. I don't know about being happy with the one stars, but we'll, we'll I, be more happy with the five stars. But I'll I'm not going to tell you what to I'll do. I'll take a review. Uh, yeah. So give us some feedback. Leave some constructive criticism if you need to. Yeah, we will be happy to hear from you, regardless of it. Of course, we'll prefer a five star review, but you know, sure, wh- whatever sure. you think. If you if you think we're only worth three stars, give us a three star review and tell us why, because we would we would love to reach out to you and talk. Sure. Um, but yeah, it would do us a lot of lot of good. Uh, you know. If, youtube subscribing liking videos like that'll helps us out but yeah just the little things that that you don't think help as much as they do do because they will help get us to more people and more people means you have more interaction and better episodes and more for you so i will say one more thing a heartfelt thank you to everyone who listens we 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 really do appreciate you listening taking the time out of your busy schedule and listening to our dumbasses talk about games for a little while. <laughs> Longer than we probably should be. Yeah, yeah. We're at an hour 35 right now. It's kind of crazy. 
Yep. All right. Anything else? No, I think that uh, about does it. Hopefully we have some some cool stuff coming up in the future, and uh, we will see you guys soon. All right, guys. Here's some smooth jazz to play you out. I should buy you Blood Bowl too. That would be funny. I would not accept that gift. <laughs> I would decline it. I would genuinely decline that gift. Can you actually would... decline gifts on Steam? Yeah, it says it. Oh. In fact, uh, when you when you gifted me the game tonight, uh, it said accept or decline gift, and I was like, I'll accept that because it's mine now. <laughs>